Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, it's all about who's tweeting. <laughs> who's tweeting? That's right. We're going over your questions, your concerns, your, you know what? Let's be honest, Matt. Concerns. Concer- oh. Sometimes people have, well, the concerns, Matt, are hey, why haven't you done this album yet? Mm. You guys are yeah. six plus years deep and you haven't done Insert Band here. And you know what? That's fair. But there's so many bands. We're only doing, listen, we're only doing two albums a month now, which we've been doing for a year plus. So it does, we're getting to them when we get to them. And think about this. Think about this. For every album you don't hear, the, the one you want to hear, the album that we are doing, someone's going, finally. They're finally That's true. doing it. They're that finally true. doing it. So just keep in mind that maybe your dream isn't coming true, but someone else's is. All right? And one day, though, I think yours will, too. One day, your prince will come. That's right. Your prince will come, and you'll be like, finally, they're doing another El Nino. Yeah, which I just want to let you know, we're not doing any El Nino anytime soon. <laughs> I don't have any schedule. Um, but, Matt, we've got to talk about who's listing. Who's listing? So, Matt, I was working the other day. And you sure were. I was working hard. Fucking and fingers to the bone, bro. Not only was I working. This is how you know how hard I was working, Matt. I was not looking at my phone. I was oh. not scrolling. Dude, that's a level of work where you're focused. I was super focused. Had my phone down, my phone away. I go on lunch. I go on Twitter, which is, you know, a fraught place to be. It can right be now. a wasteland. It can be tough. I go in there. I got 20 plus notifications. Holy I can tell shit. you, I never have 20 plus notifications. No. Never. I click on this thing. It turns out I've been tagged. By friend of the show, co-host of the POD cast, Brian Quimby. He's tagged me. He's tagged Holiday Kirk. He's tagged John. Because Yahoo.com stepped in it. They decided, for some reason, they were going to get some people together. And they were going to rank every Korn album from worst to best. Wow. And that's a, yeah, that's bold. It's bold. But on top of that, like... Brian's point was he's like these lists sometimes they come out and it's like who'd you talk to who'd you talk to why don't you talk to us why don't you listen credit to Revolver who we talked about a couple episodes ago they got Holiday Kirk in their list now so when we look at that list we're like here's a guy who's living it here's a guy yeah, who's he's neck, in he's in deep he about that life he's about that life exactly so now we have this list and I'll be honest Matt you can tell this list made by people not about that life. Mm. I'm going to run it down for you. All right. And I'll have you. The, the placement of some of these albums had people upset. People were upset. That's why I had 20 plus notifications. And I'll tell you throughout the rest of the day, notifications continued. People were hot under the collar about this list. I'll run it down. 14, Path of Totality. 13, Corn 3. Remember who you are. So far, okay, sure. 12, Take a Look in the Mirror. Immediately, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a se- wait a second. Twen- what? Okay. 
11, Paradigm Shift. Album we have not done on the show yet, but okay. 10, Requiem from last year. I'm going to be honest with you, that's too low. Requiem, right? Requiem's a hot record. That's all killer no filler in my opinion. All right. Number nine. This had people ripping their fucking hair out. Life is peachy at nine. Dude. What? People are people are so mad. People are furious. Listen, we famously in our early apps were not the kindest to corn. No. And and life is peachy, the whole thing is not in the canon, but Adidas is in the canon. And so is Twist. Twist is in the canon. I'm also pretty sure Good God is in the canon. I think so. And uh, I will tell you, after this list and everything, I drove home that day and I listened to Life is Peachy for the first time in a while. And Adidas is great. Good God is great. She's great. Twist, very special. You know, there's still some bumps in the road in there, but I mean like nine? Nine? Corn discography? You're wrong. You're wrong. Especially when I see what number eight is. The number eight, my God. Now I'm ripping my hair out. Untitled? The untitled no. record? Get no. Out of here. Are you kidding me? No. I'm I, I, up it's now. to me a lower tier than eight. Insane. Life is peachy is better than untitled. Absolutely. Period. Full stop. All right. The number seven, Serenity is Suffering. People were not thrilled that this was so high. I think this is a high record. But then, See You on the Other Side at six. Once again, are you saying that See You on the Other Side is better than Life is Peachy? Um, that's about, exactly what they're saying. You know what? To quote this list from earlier, take a look in the mirror. All right? Wow. Okay? Wow, wow, All right. wow, wow, wow. Okay. Then, five, Untouchables. Okay. Four, The Nothing, which I would say is the one new album they definitely think is is should be ranked pretty high. The nothing's, the nothing's the, the record you want from Lady Era Corn. Mm-hmm. Three issues. Yeah, we are no yeah. okay. Then two oh, they went, self-titled. They, they, that's right. They pulled the Roach Coach. They pulled the Roach Coach, and then a number one <laughs> follow the leader. People right. were very upset. There were a lot of people that were very upset because the, the yeah they, th- this is a weird mix of like we're gonna twist it up a little bit. Um, but also we're going to twist it up too much. Like, I think if they had gone follow the leader, self-titled life is peachy issues, and then left this it list otherwise unchanged, I don't even think it would have been a blip, but you put life is peachy at nine underneath untitled people are looking up your address online to confront you at the mall. If we made a rank list. And for some reason, put Life is Peachy below Untitled, which neither of us would do. We would never do that. You would know that we're being held hostage if we did that. Yeah. Now, we would put, you know, everybody knows we'd put Follow the Leader above. We would. Corn, corn. Because we're... It's got all all in the family on it. Right, Matt. (laughs) Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? You say you're from Jacksonville. <laughs> uh, I mean, every time I think of the song, I do laugh, which is right. That's what really it's all about. more a commentary about how I haven't progressed. But um, right. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. 
if the argument is mm-hmm. that Life is Peachy sounds more like the B-sides of Corn Corn, you may have a point. You may have a point. But is it artistically not as strong as Untitled? I would dare say that the B-sides from Corn Corn are still going to be better than the A-sides of Untitled. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, Yes. So, I mean, that's the only way I can see it, is that it wasn't that big of a stretch from the first one, and it also felt like a lot of stuff that they couldn't get on that album. And it has a cover of Lowrider. It does. Which is not the greatest. But here's the thing, though, that I will tell you. It does have Adidas, but when I was listening to it, after this list posted, the thing that hit me was, man... This album is a hell of a lot more fun than the self-titled record. That dude, the self-titled record is such a bummer. It's a bummer. I mean, oh, we don't listen. People are going to be blowing up our mentions now, but right. I mean, the thing that really struck me because also I, it just took me back to remembering how deep in deep in I was for Life Is Peachy in you know 1996, 97 when I was in mm-hmm. high school. And also that I was rocking a burned copy of that album for so long that the that was in the we're talking pre disc at once ripping. So I had I had in I had stoppage in between every song, so nothing flowed. That stoppage is so deeply ingrained in my listening experience that listening to it with a smooth transition track to track feels weird to me still. And I probably talked about that in the episode, but that episode was like six years ago. Anyway, I want to thank Brian for tagging me and everybody who is very passionate about this corn list. I love our passion. I love I love everyone. That That's how I'm going to close that one out. Uh, I do not love the people who made this list, though. I'm going to say that. Matt, we got another list. And this list, normally, I would have just dismissed this outright. But we just talked about this gentleman recently. We were baffled by his inclusion on a recent lineup of a festival. His name is Hardy. Yes. We were like, who is Hardy? What's his deal? What's the deal with Hardy? So over on spin.com, they have an article. It's called Hardy, Five Albums I Can't Live Without. Just a regular column they do where they talk to people about five essential albums for them. Hardy is part of a country rock rebellion. Which makes sense. He's got a new album coming out called The Mockingbird and The Crow. It's a double record because, of course, it is. Yeah. I'm that big of an artist. He, he's doing it. He's doing it. I mean, he's headlining. So his current music selection right now, he's listening to a lot of metal. Bill Murray, apparently is a band. That's B-I-L-M-U-R-I. 12 Foot Ninja, Dropout Kings, to name a few. He's also a big fan of Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, yeah. Of course. So we're going to get into the five albums Hardy can't live without. Matt, why don't you start us off? What's the first album you can't live without? Oh, Yourself or Someone Like You by Matchbox 20. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, questions answered. There it is. There it is right there. So he's a big Matchbox 20 head. It's the first CD he ever owned. Number two, Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park. What? Mm-hmm. It was his introduction to new metal. He just about wore it out, he said. It was their debut CD. So where Matchbox 20 was the first time I really appreciated an entire album top to bottom, this Linkin Park album was the first time I heard sounds that I'd never heard before. 
Okay. Okay. Number three. This is the true Hardy Rosetta Stone here, Matt. Who we got number three? Come clean, puddle of mud. Enough said. <laughs> what else is there to say? Yes. What else is there to say? Then, because Hardy is nothing if not a man made of curveballs, who we cannot... We can't this is put. such a left hook. This When I was scrolling this, I was like, did I click a different article? Because this man just said, Matchbox 20, Hybrid Theory, Puddle of Mud, Come Clean. I have now created in my head... Uh, Your playlist. My playlist, for one. Playlist, blurry, let's go. Two, I have made up my mind of what type of person this guy is. But then he says, album four. Hurry up, we're dreaming M83. What? What? <laughs> what? I mean, uh, it, it's good yeah. and everything. I have no real problem with that album. Mm. But what? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, this is this now th- this is what I like here. Because he's talked about on the three previous records and little blurbs about how these albums have influenced him, influenced the music that he makes. With Hurry Up or Dreaming, he says, I listened to this record so much in college. It has no musical influence, really, on the music that I make. Okay. But it was always a great palate cleanser and almost like a refresh thing for me. It wasn't like Yacht Rock, but it's just such a refreshing record to listen to. I love that record. Which leads me to believe that this is the only record of its type that he listens to. Yes. This caught him at the right time when he was in college, and he was like, yep, and then... Anyone, if anyone plays him anything else, anyone's else like, hey, do, do you want to hear the record they made before this one? He'd be like, get that out of my face. No, absolutely not. I got one. I'm all set. Uh, and the number five, um, a record I'm completely unfamiliar with, William Allen Ramsey, self-titled, um, which uh, appears to be a country record, um, which once again fits. Tracks. With, uh, tracks is what he's doing. Um but really, when I saw the puddle of mud on here, I said, yep, there it all is. Um, but he's got double record coming out, The Mockingbird and The Crow. The Crow, all caps. The Mockingbird, all lowercase. So you know what you're in for. And you know what my favorite thing about this Willis Allen Ramsey record is? What is that? They have this picture of Willis Allen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And um, he just looks like he ate a good piece of pie. Mm. Like, the pic- his face is like... Mm. I he looks like he just had a really great meal and he's like unbuckling his belt to make room you know he's like yeah. ah gotta let gotta let this belly free a little bit okay what's what's uh let's see north uh, northeast texas woman okay is the number one track for my man let's so. do it oh false start love false a false start. start love a false start Just have fun. South of Oklahoma, Eastern New Mexico. Kind of like it. Kind of like that. You know what? You know what? Not new metal. Not new metal. It's not new metal. Absolutely not new metal, but credit where it's due, a lot of these guys can say something like Garth Brooks Fresh Horses or 
Alan Jackson, Travis Tritt, or they could go with the old standby. Oh, Johnny George Cash. Jones. George Jones, or they could say Johnny Cash, American Recordings. You know, these are all easy answers. But he went with a true deep cut. If anything, I come out of this. I don't know if I like Hardy's music anymore, but Hardy as a person, I like. I get him. And when he sat down for this list, he didn't poop it out. He thought about it. Yeah, and he, he gave you think about it. He was the real motherfucking deal on this list. I'm gonna say it right there. You say it. There it is. So Hardy, he's gonna be headlining, and you know what? I hope he does a cover of Blurry. I'm gonna say it right now. I hope he does. Matt, we gotta talk about who's back. Who's back? Matt Orgy is back. Roach Coach Bump. That's right. We did an out. Al- we did a, uh, one of their albums like three and a half years ago, and <laughs> yep. that's like boom. There it is. <laughs> That was the catalyst. That's right. So, uh, according to the PRP, of course, this article is posted by Wookabus. Wookabus, do you ever sleep? You are always posting all the time on the PRP. I appreciate it, but I hope you're staying your family. I hope you keep staying well in between hope posting. Putting food on your family. I mean, clearly he's putting food on his family with the amount of posting he does. My God. And this was posted at 1025 p.m. on January 12th. He was like, all right. I got to put these kids to sleep, and then I got to post about this new RG song. And his wife's like, Wookabus, come to bed. And he's like, mm, no. No. This orgy song? You want metal injection to scoop me? No way. No way. You want Kerrang! to get first post? No way. Do you want new school clothes for these babies? I got to post about the new RG song. And that's what Wookabus did. Orgy have a new song. It's called Empty. Jay Gordon had this to say about the track. I'm excited to finally start getting these tracks out for Orgy again. As we move toward a new direction, musically speaking, I wanted to put a track out that is a bit of that signature Orgy sound and a hint at what's coming next. Hope everyone will see the big picture and enjoy this track called Empty about being drained from always trying to make everyone happy. Matt. I get it. uh, I would love to hear a little bit. Let's do it. Let's do it. Can't play the whole thing. The PRP, they've got the whole thing. Okay. So, Jay Gordon, we should mention, frontman, and I believe only original member still remaining in Orgy, is saying that this song is a little bit of old Orgy mixed with the new direction. So, I hear old Orgy in the chorus. I definitely do. 
But in these verses, Matt, I only hear one man, and his name is Drake. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I honestly did not expect Orgy to go in a Drake direction, but I mean, you got you, listen. You have to do things to keep you interested as an artist. That's right. And if sounding like a Drake song from 2011 is what it's going to take to keep you hopping out of bed every morning. Hey, champagne poetry. That's right. And I like Drake. I've gone on the record about that. So I was, I was, I I would say that if you're like a, like somebody who's like, I love stitches and I love blue Monday. I think this might throw you a little bit, but if you're somebody who's been listening to take care for the last 12 years, then you're, you're going to be all set with the new orgy heads up. (laughs) New orgy records going to be right up your alley. So, I will say I'm actually curious to hear the rest of this new orgy record when it comes out. And hey, a song called Empty, what having to deal with everybody, bearing down on you? That's Drake 101, baby. <laughs> Somebody play a voice message of somebody talking to Jay Gordon, being like, Hey Jay, it's me. I got your message on the... I just miss you so much. And I'm sorry for everything that happened. And You know, I just... Uh, want you to be... Yeah, there it is. There it is. I'm running on the empty. Actually, I mean, it's weird. It's mm-hmm. weird because it does not sound fresh. Matt. I've been, I I've, I've been dancing around that. I I, I, I didn't want to go out and out and say it. It does not sound fresh. When he <laughs> says when he says that it's he's finally getting it out, I'm like, yeah, I, I believe this has been sitting on a shelf for a little bit, just a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like again, just steal the right shit, baby. I mean, listen, Drake's been stealing from everybody else for years and years. It's only, it's only right. And listen, people have been stealing from Drake. You know, there's like two guys from Degrassi who tried to like just become mini Drakes and just make their own Drake stuff. Um, embarrassing bad music. Don't don't seek it out. Um, but if Jay Gordon of Orgy, he wants to do it, you know, I say, let him, let him, let him. He did Opticon. <laughs> let him. Remember that. Remember that. What was that? Uh, what was that episode like three and a half years ago? It was like three and a half years ago. It had to have been. Um, uh, so I don't even know if anybody sent us that or if I just found it going through. I don't know. You know, I have to ask you. This is yeah. a yeah. This is a. Uh, we're gonna get away from this for a second. Yeah, Matt. Because this is not part of our notes to talk about in the show. Oh boy. But I want your take so bad. On Brandon Yuri saying "Panic in the disco, Panic at the Disco" is over. Matt, I want your take, Lauren. Matt, let me tell you, our long national nightmare is over. <laughs> let me tell you, and I know. Listen, I have some friends who love Panic at the Disco. And hey, are, I will are, not lie to you and say I didn't own that first record. I did. Wow. See, here's the funny thing for me. So when they came out, I was deep in my My Chemical Romance, Fallout mm-hmm. Boy fandom. 
But what I was learning is that if I deviated out of those bands, if I tried to dig deeper into the scene, Mm -hmm. I found that all the other bands sucked ass. They were all bad. Like it wasn't like, hey, there's a couple guys in here with a couple good songs. It was like, no, those two bands are good to great, and everybody else is good. Good. That's right. They're good. Good to great. They're good. And everybody else, terrible. Not even like subpar mediocre. No, they're just bad bands. Fucking ter- burn your stereo band. Burn, burn your, indeed, burn your stereo. And anytime there'd be one, like I remember somebody once was like, well, you know, Lauren, you got to check out Hawthorne Heights. <coughs> I listened to a little bit of those guys. I was like, get this out of here. Trash. So when Panic! of the Disco came out, they had the big Fall Out Boy cosign. Huge. Huge. I saw the video for, I think it's like, I don't write sins, I write tragedies, whatever yeah. that song is called. And I was like, these guys, I mean, if we thought 311 had too many words, these guys have way too many words. And I was like, this is this is the worst music I've ever heard. These guys are awful. Get them out of here. No thank you. And then I was blown away to see that they became even more popular than Fall Out Boy. And turned into this whole big thing. It was blowing my mind. I couldn't believe it. Now, I knew I wasn't alone in thinking they were bad. There was a couple pretty good pans out there if you want to look for them for when that first record came out. But the pan I'll always remember, the one that is is always closest to my heart, is I worked at um, I worked at Macy's at the time this album came out. And uh, I worked in the deli. There was a deli in Macy's at the time. It's no longer there. Don't look for it. It's gone. And next to the deli was a candy counter. And there was a guy who worked at the candy counter. And he was really into dance music. And um, he said to us once, he goes, I bought the Panic! at the Disco album because I thought it was disco. I put it on in my car. It started playing. I was so disgusted, I rolled my window down and threw it out the window. I'm like, as you were driving? Like, really? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, no way. Like, that's like a $16 like purchase, you know? And he's like, oh, I did it. And then I talked to some other people. And they're like, oh, yeah. He, he's that kind of guy. He'll do that. He did it. And I was like, wow. This guy was so disgusted with this music. He threw it out the window. So I thought, after that, I'm like, well, how long can these guys even keep going? And, you know, I saw basically with Fall Out Boy, with My Chemical Romance, either, you know, breakups, hiatuses, you know, you know, commercial thing kind of goes up, goes down. Then at a certain point, he, like, fires the rest of the band. And it's just him. It's just the main guy. I'm like, how long can this be sustained? As I learned in some of the articles about the end of the band this week, apparently these guys were hit machines and they kept getting bigger. Apparently, Mm -hmm. they kept getting bigger and bigger, and only the most recent album was considered an out-and-out flop. But every record that they've had was a big old hit, which is interesting because the guy's voice, Catch Me on a Bad Day, that guy's voice makes me want to die. So (laughs) the idea that people were just like lining up blows me away. But like I said, I have friends who like love him. So there it is. But for me, I ain't shedding no tears, baby. (laughs) And apparently he's he's doing this because his wife's going to have a kid. Good. Take your winnings, go home, put some food on your family. Put that leave. food on your family. We'll and see you in 10 years for the reunion. The reunion of no- reunion, nothing. He just has to decide he's going to do it again. He's not going to call those other guys back. He burned them bridges. Let me tell you. 
There's there's nobody. We, we got to land and burn them boats. No, yeah. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, when when he decides like, yeah, I'm just gonna start it up again. He's just gonna find me like, I need a guitar player and a drummer, and that'll be it, and some mics. So yeah, that's it. That's all you need for a show, by the way. I don't know if you're keeping notes there. Mics, drummer, guitar player. You're all set. You're done. Uh, so yeah, Matt. That's that's my take. Panic at the Disco. They're done, and uh, get them out of here. There you go. Get them out of here. Matt, we have to talk about this is a new segment. It's called Who Has the Cosine? Who's got that cosine? Uh this is over at wearethepit.com. The headline Meet the band, Sid Wilson and Ross Robinson are dubbing Slipknot Torchbearers. That's a double barrel cosine, Matt. Sid Wilson on its own? pretty cool ross robinson on its own pretty cool combined together get ready get ready i'm gonna read this article here many bands have tried to capture what slipknot did on their first lp but few have succeeded slipknot dj sid wilson and ross robinson however are backing a new band as the second coming of that energy the mysterious swollen teeth okay Revolver Magazine published a massive feature on the new band, and they released their first single, which is also called Swollen Teeth. Of course it is. It's easy to see how the band captured the interest of the team. Bringing a mix of mystery and heaviness to their debut, the band is masked and totally anonymous, which creates an aesthetic extremely reminiscent of Slipknot. According to the interview, Sid is acting as the band's creative director, helping the group cultivate a similar mystery to what he was doing with Slipknot early on, as well as helping to produce the band. And apparently Sid said he found them on Instagram. He said, and Matt, you're going to love this quote. He said, I just found these guys on Instagram. I'm a hound dog for music and waves. I just study everything that everyone's doing. I check out what the waves are, and I do my own equations by adding and multiplying all these different groups and sounds together so that I can see ahead of the curve and see what the next thing is going to happen because I have a really good knack for seeing what the evolution of things is going to be. Matt. Wow. Matt. Is Sid Wilson like Russell Crowe's character in A Beautiful Mind? Is he just seeing equations around his head as the camera spins? What? Sid Wilson, I got to tell you, he's like, I'm a hot dog for music. Incredible quote on its own. And he goes, and waves. I'm multiplying. I'm adding. I'm dividing. I'm doing equations. When I hear a band, all I'm doing is fucking math. What? But then I'm like, you know what? Maybe he doesn't have a lot to do back there. Maybe they're playing some songs that don't have any scratches on him when he's playing live and he's got a lot of time to think. I don't know. But I love this. For only a moment when you said, is he like Russell Crowe? And 30-odd foot of grunts. <laughs> he might be. He might be. He might be. He might, he might also be. He might, foot of grunts. He might be. What a weird and terrible band name. Uh, I mean, also a terrible band. Um, no offense to Russell Crowe, an incredible <laughs> actor who I love to see in film, uh, but his band is uh, not good. Is uh, uh, not good. Not good. I once watched them on The Tonight Show. One of those uh, one of those performances that I was like, there's only one reason you're here, and we won't say why. And then to hear them like perform, I was just like, wow. And then and then you start asking yourself like, is Thirty Odd Foot of Grunts worse than Billy Bob Thornton country music? 
And or Dog just... Star. See, I have no, I have no familiarity with Dog Star. Like Dog Star is something that I've heard of, but never heard. I've never heard any Dog Star. So I feel like that's just one of those things where, like, yeah, Keanu Reeves is playing bass. That's the other thing. If he's if Keanu Reeves isn't the singer, he's just playing bass. It's like, it's you know, razor's edge there. Uh, Sid has a few more good lines in here, though, talking about swollen teeth. He said, when I came across these guys, it was like a snake bit me. I could feel it running through my veins, and I was like, what the fuck is this? It was a mix of emotions. There was excitement, but there was also jealousy in there. Like, who are these guys? And what gives them the right? There was excitement, too. Like, whoa, I'm going to hear something new and different. And just think, so, so he's doing complex math, feeling the waves, and also it feels like a, like a snake bit him, and he's feeling jealousy and all these other emotions. Sid Wilson is going through it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> wow. So um, I had actually gotten a little wind of this band uh, probably about a month or so ago. They actually played a show in Louisville um, that they live streamed, but it just seemed to literally be dark chaos. Like they, I couldn't tell if there were songs being played. I could tell what was going on. Russ Robinson shared some clips on his Instagram, so I knew he's. I know he's been in the boat for these guys for a while. Um, but this is actually the this song, Swollen Teeth, is the first actual song that I've actually heard from these guys. Because everything else was just like creepy videos that you didn't really know what was going on. So, um, Matt, let's get let's get a little taste of uh, Swollen Teeth with their song, Swollen Teeth. Okay, let's do it. I, mean, I can see your reaction here, but I want you to just put yourself, take yourself out of Matt and Oz for a minute, okay? Hard to do. Hard to do. It's very tough to do. I want you to take yourself out, and I want you to put yourself into Sid Wilson, okay? So think about this song you just heard. Now, think about also, you're doing a complex algebra problem in your head. So that's parentheses, X plus Y, mm-hmm. closing parentheses, minus... A plus B, also in close parentheses, yep. okay. equals 
Swollen teeth. Swollen teeth. Yeah, these guys did the fucking future. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I don't know if you heard the yeah. fucking future right there, but right. that's the fucking future. That's the fucking future. Swollen teeth. Listen, the best part of the, for me, I listened to this whole song before we started. The best part of the song is him screaming swollen teeth up top. I'm just going to be real. It doesn't ever quite settle into a groove. It really does feel more like an announcement than a song. Mm-hmm. Like a, like saying like, hey, we're swollen teeth. We're here. We're going to fuck shit up. But the thing that sounded weird to me, though, is that when I did listen to it and I listened to what we were doing and I'm looking at their whole aesthetic, it seems it seems almost too close to Slipknot. Like it, they, the masks are really gross. Like, definitely really gross looking. The, the, the good job on that. The masks look gross. It looks like they have, like, missing teeth and their whole deal, you know. And I like that. It looks like a lot of, like, old tape and stuff like that. But a lot of what is going on in this song, I'm like, isn't this what, like, Code Orange is already doing now, but, like, better? And then the screaming of the swollen teeth thing up top just reminded me of the Pale Face record from last year which has them screaming pale face with the fucking best like over and over again over like the mightiest fucking killer riffs of all time and then they have a monster show up and he sings part of a song the pale face record from last year can't recommend okay. it enough so when i heard these guys i was like okay i'm a little surprised but then again i am not someone who is immersed in waves and doing complex equations in my head when i go to see a show so you know also I'm not a credited writer on People Equal Shit, so what do, what do I know, you know? What do I know? So, I mean, I, I definitely feel what Russ Robinson's in. And I guess if we go back to the Sid quote that he's feeling jealous, he feels like he's been bit by a snake, this mix of emotions, and I guess he's just like, I gotta get on the ground floor. These guys are jacking my, jacking my style, but rather than, rather than fight them in the streets, I will walk side by side with them into the kingdom that's that's where it is i'm mixing i'm mixing all these metaphors up but i want to stick with the one the main thing is that sid wilson is all about that math he's solving them problems here's the deal Mm -hmm. yeah i leave this moment of swollen teeth going i need to hear more okay i definitely agree with that because i don't hear it yet here's what i do hear yes it does not sound like modern metal. I agree with that. Like it doesn't have that very precise guitar sound that's that I've kind of been calling out lately. Lately, you have been, Matt. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's just like everybody has this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is no. Yeah, you don't hear that classic metalcore gent guitar tone that everybody's like. Honestly, when I listened to this, I was like, if you told me these guys use no pedals, I'd believe you. Like yeah. this, this sounds like it was just made with rocks and sticks. I have a PV amp that's <laughs> yeah. blown. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that tracks. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Blast beats to fucking high hell. Gotcha. Turn it up. I just don't know what they're trying to do yet. You know, like part of me goes like we have this DJ. Mm-hmm. It looks like he has um like a boss um, looper as well. Yeah. Kind of like an echo voice modulator looper thing. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, if he's doing stuff with that, I mean, I'm interested to see what the whole thing is. Mm-hmm. My one note, this is my only note, and I'm just a guy, just a guy with a mic. But I'd say whenever this album drops, there should be at least one song with a siren. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it yeah, out there. Yeah, they I, need that siren. I think I think if, you, if they turn that record in to whatever label they end up at, and there's not a siren on it, they got to politely push it back across the table and say, Mr. Teeth, <laughs> Mr. They ain't swollen enough. They ain't swollen enough. You need to get a siren on this thing. And you got Sid Wilson right there, so I feel like we don't have to worry about that. I feel like right. Sid's going to know, uh, listen, guys, uh, um, I, I, I helped write a song called Surfacing, and maybe you've heard of it, and uh, I, I know what I'm doing, and I'm just saying you need to have a little bit of a siren on here. So, uh, fingers crossed on that one. Swollen teeth. We're going to put them on Band to Watch. Band to Watch 2023, Matt. Swollen teeth. We'll see what happens. Uh, Okay. Next up, Matt. This is a weird one, and this is certainly uh, a first for us. It's, uh, who's got fashion? Fashion. Matt. Fashion. Um, there's actually two things. One of them's in here. I got to find the other one, but we'll start with this one, Matt. Um, there is um, a brand of clothing. Uh, they're called Dixon USA. Dixon Flannel Company. And they have, in collaboration with Mudvayne, created LD50 flannel. This flannel is basically... A normal-looking flannel, but above one of the pockets is the Mudvayne logo as shown on on the cover of LD50. Yep. This is honestly one of the more inexplicable collaborations I've seen. I'm a little baffled by it, a little surprised. I don't really see... I don't understand it. I'll be straight up. I don't understand how at any point... Dixon Flannel was like, we got to commemorate LD50. And uh, I mean, even the statement, it's been 23 years since the release of this album. 23, that's not that's not a, an anniversary. That's just a passage of time. What, what are we doing here? And Mudvayne has served as a staple of the new metal era that led to such a journey of my personal music explore, exploration. Okay, so apparently this is like for the guy who made it, but it still seems so weird. So weird, especially since it's so tiny on this shirt, Matt. It's so tiny. Yeah, I'm looking at the collaboration that they did with Sublime. Same deal. Just there right on the pocket, lapel pocket. Um, Sublime. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Very These these flannels do seem to sell out quickly. That's all I know. Okay. So... The other thing we have to talk about, because so many people sent this to me, and so we have to talk about it, Korn have announced Follow the Leader, uh, a Follow the Leader makeup palette. So, yes. It's through HipDot, and it has various shades named after songs in the album, including Got the Life, A Sunset Copper Shimmer, Freak on a Leash, which is matte black, and of course, Dead Bodies Everywhere, Vintage Sepia Glitter. A tweet from the band indicates the makeup is vegan, free of harmful ingredients, certified cruelty-free, and curated to embrace all skin tones. 
and apparently it's already sold out. Tracks. And I I sent this to some ladies I know just to say, hey, what do we think about this? And I can tell you that um, I sent to one friend of mine who used to work at Sephora. She was like, this is trash. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but it's already sold out. Um, apparently the Evanescence one is on the, is on the horizon as well. That strikes me as I, I'm a little surprised that it's taken this long for Evanescence to have a makeup line. Um, but also once again, this is weird, but I mean, corn, corn's been branching up for a while. I mean, uh, Jonathan Davis has his freak on a leash dog, dog gear. Corn coffee is a big old hit. So I guess a makeup line. I get you know. I guess listen. When you are working for Corn, you're part of Corn Inc. You gotta roll into those Monday morning meetings with something. You know, the true Sunday scary. What am I presenting to Monkey Head Jonathan on Monday? What am I presenting? Do I have anything? Mm-hmm. And and you turn, you look at your beautiful wife as she is applying some makeup to her eyes, and you're like, that's it. That's it. And he rolled in, and that's what he said. And Jonathan Davis said, sure. All right. All right. Sure. Sounds good. And it sold out. So you know what? That guy, he slept easy. He slept easy the other night because he made it. But, I mean, now he's got to go another another Monday. Listen, there's always another Monday, as we all know, Matt. There's always another Monday. Always so, another Monday. So he's going to have to come up with something new. But the corn makeup line monetarily at least it was a hit um hey man there always be branding baby always always be branding always gotta be i mean when not you think fucking the roach coach nugs you know our weed line you know what i like the idea of of us getting into the nugs the roach coach nugs and well you can do nuggets and weed like boom Mm. the roach coach nugs the roach coach see what i really want to get into matt though in honor of Jenny, is uh, I really want to get into that shelf stable room temperature ranch market. Oh, we got to get that's, in that shelf stable that's, ranch game. Uh, that's what I want to get into. I want to be able to get into you know a ranch you can just leave around. You know what I mean? Dude, just a ranch that I can have in a packet on my desk. Absolutely. You know what? And forget about it. You go home, you come back the next day, and it's fine. Roach ranch. There it is. <laughs> Roach ranch. Roach ranch. Dude, market it itself. It's done. It's done. Oh, boy. We're rich for real now, Matt. Here it comes. We rich for real. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, uh, congratulations to you, Corn. Uh, the Mudvayne flannel, inexplicable. Can't get my head around it. Matt, we got an email, and it's all about who's emailing. Oh, who is emailing? Matt, why don't you take this one? This email from Chad Radical. Uh, Chad Radical writes in with the subject, the kids are all right. I would read this email. Uh, I I went on a run yesterday wearing my brand new Roach Coach t-shirt. I live in a college town, and Sundays are big amongst the college crowd for going to brunch and getting deep in the cups. Respect. Yeah. As I ran past Joe's bar, a kid in his early 20s yelled out, Oh, shit, Roach Coach, I like your shirt. Made me happy to know that the youth of the nation is all in the family and has faith in the Roach Coach. Chad Radical. Very cool. Very, Very happy cool. that you got those two, Chad. It was you always, you know, you always cross your fingers when you're going through the U.S. Postal Service. It's but true. Mm-hmm. I will say, yeah, at this point in time, 
Mm-hmm. We haven't had 100% success with shirt deliveries, at least. Beautiful. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, Matt, you've made successful deliveries overseas. Overseas. Yeah. We even delivered to Moscow. So, no shit. Yeah, we've we've gone wow. down to Russia, what? baby. There we go. All right. Prior prior to the conflicts. Okay, prior to the conflicts. Okay. Uh well, that is great. I love I love hearing about Roach Riders connecting out in the world. Um honestly, oh shit, Roach Coach, I like your shirt. Probably the best thing anyone's ever said, frankly. Top tier quote. Thank you, Chad. Thank you for repping the Roach on your run. Shouts to this uh to this kid in his early twenties. Thanks for repping too. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, this email made my day. I definitely uh, I sent it over to Jenny as well. She thought this was wonderful. Uh, Matt, we got to talk about who's fasting. I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm fasted out, bro. What, Matt? What? Just this onslaught of fests, Matt. Lauren, is there a light at the end of the fest tunnel? Matt, it's. It's not even February yet, and you're already fested out? <laughs> like, fucking fest, bro. I'm going to go broke. My my shitty little pop-up tent. You ain't going to make it too many fast, Lauren. <laughs> well, Matt, they aren't listening. They're just making more and more fests. Who's fested? All right, the first fest, we got to talk about Sonic Temple Arts and Music Festival, May 25th through the 28th. It's in Columbus, Ohio. The heart of Columbus, Ohio. Close to me. Close to you, Matt. And honestly, about the same distance to me. Really? Yeah. yeah, Columbus. Columbus, Um, Ohio, famous for a certain university. I don't know. (laughs) What university? Columbus is where the Ohio State is. Oh, okay. Good for them. Good for them. Um, Well, Matt, it's going to be famous for Sonic Temple, which is, once again... Four fucking days. Too many days. Four days. All right. And we're not going to dive too deep into this, but there's a couple big ones. Um, So Thursday, headliner, Tool Godsmack. Oh, boy. Matt, that's tough for you. That's a tough one. Tough I one mean, Tool you. would be cool, but mm-hmm. I mean, but it depends on which version of Maynard you get. Right. Do you mm-hmm. get the Maynard who wants to put on a show or the Maynard who's in a black outfit sitting behind a drum stand. It's true. It's true. Um, other de- other bands on that day, Bullet for the My Valentine, Bad Omens, Suicidal Tendencies, Fever 333, Horror's going to be there. That'd be cool. That's cool. Bloody Wood's going to be there, Wargasm. So it's a pretty solid Thursday. Friday, Avenged Sevenfold, Queens of Stone Age, Chevelle, I Prevail, Knocked Loose, Sleeping with Sirens. Wow. We've already gone on the record that Knock Loose fucking crush. So that's going to be a pretty hot day. It's a pretty hot Friday. Further down the line, you got um, Born of Osiris, Vended, a band called Mike's Dead, uh, Converge. So you got some heavy hitters. All right. Saturday takes a a turn on Saturday. Kiss Rob Zombie. Uh, I'm looking through this. I mean... I'm feeling like, I don't know, Falling in Reverse, Pussifier, uh, Trivium, Black Veil Brides, Yellow Wolf presents Sometimes Why, Senses Fail, From Ashes to New, Dead Poet Society. Once again, I hate that name. Uh, Tala. Tala, way down there in the top. All right. 
you show up for Tala and then you just take the rest of Saturday off. May 25th, there's got to be, I don't know, second running of uh, John Wick 4. That's what you do with your afternoon. All right. Sunday. This is, honestly, this feels weirder than I think anyone wants to admit. The headliners are Foo Fighters and Deftones. And I feel like, to my mother, that's like the same thing. Yes. 100%. But, I don't know, that is two very different energies. Completely different. Foo Fighters are like, are you here to rock and roll? Are you here to have a party? Have a good time. We're here to party. Have a good time. And Deftones is like, hey, you just threw up. You want to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. These are two diametrically way different opposed. energies. Way different energies. It's very weird. Also on the White sti- Reaper's going to be there, though? White Reaper's going to be there, man. Oh, boy. I know. That's I know. good. Also on this day, Jawbreaker. Filter? Filter. Nothing more. The Bronx. Nova Twins. Starcrawler. Uh, kind of hot day. Sunday it's kind of hot day. Probably my favorite day, tell the S- truth. Honestly, Saturday. Yeah, Sunday might be the best day. The worst day is definitely Saturday. 100%. The Thursday's pretty good. Thursday's good. Friday's got Queens and Knocked yeah. Loose. But I think Sunday. Sunday is the best Sunday's day. the day. So if you're going to go to Sonic Temple, we're advising you Sunday ticks. That's what we're saying. Um, don't know if those already might have gone on sale. That show that might be sold out. Apparently, everything here's the thing, Matt. All these things they come out and they all sell out. They still all sell out. It's nuts. It's nuts. Don't get it. Don't, don't get, get it. it. Don't get it. Not my favorite way to see a show, I guess. No. no I mean, Matt. I got it. You got to get food on your family. You got to get exposure somehow. These festivals are good ways to do that. Connect with fans. Build a base. I got it. You get it. Right. I'm old. Just it's okay. old. Just old, bro. It's okay. It's okay, Matt. Um, where's my cabana house? <laughs> that's what you need, Matt. That's what you need, Matt. You I need, need to spend forty thousand dollars. <laughs> listen, you, what? Listen, what we need. If you want us there at all four days, if you want us to sit through Kiss, we just need an air conditioned bathroom, possibly one that we can just go in and go to sleep. <laughs> right, and soundproof. Soundproof. Oh, that'd be even better. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, uh, what a rocket. Uh, <laughs> click. Click. Oh. Nothing. There it is. Uh, money in the bank. I, I love it. I'm paying <laughs> money to. In the bank. <laughs> money in the bank for them as I'm paying to not hear one of the bands that is performing. What a, what, what a deal for them. Okay, Matt. Let's talk a little bit about some feedback we got from a Who's Tweeting app wow. very recently. I know, right? Where we talked about, amongst other things, Rockzilla. And um, normally I would, you know, not get to something so recent, but a lot of interesting things being said in these comments, and I thought we'd dive in. Alex Pazuelos said, the Roach Coach bump is for fucking real, folks. You guys should cover a Nirvana album to see if your powers can go beyond the grave. Alex, got him. (laughs) Got us. You got us, Alex. Truly. Gareth Davies coming in with, at the end of the day, Draymond just really wants to get high with Justin Bieber and has to frame it as a challenge, partly because that's what a, what 14-year-old kids respond to, and partly because it's super weird for a 49-year-old man to want to get high with a 14-year-old, so he's got to pretend it's something else. Matt, I almost didn't post this comment, but I had to because I love the fact that Gareth Davies thinks that Justin Bieber is 14 years old. <laughs> He's always perpetually poor. perpetually fourteen. I'm pretty sure Justin Bieber's like 26. Um, I, I, uh, but 
blessings unto you. I thought it was just very funny that you thought Justin Bieber was still a, a little little boy. Because you know what? For a lot of people, he always will be. He is 28. He's yep. 20. Oh, shit. Wow. I undersold it. 28 years old. There you go. Um, we knew we were going to get some more tool takes, Matt. And this might be... This, might be this the one. is a chef's kiss tool take. This might be the one. David, David Boone. Boone. You, Matt, take it away. Fear Inoculum is the rise of Skywalker of Tool albums. <laughs> wow. 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 I love it. That's amazing. I mean, for anyone who's unfamiliar with the, what this reference is, Rise of Skywalker is one of the most cowardly films ever made. So that's just what he's comparing it to. I've never seen a more gutless piece of cinema, Matt, than Rise of Skywalker. Really? Oh, that movie has no sense. It is like the most unconfident movie. That movie makes choices and then immediately is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. Back, backpedaling, backpedaling. It does it through the whole thing. It just wants, it wants you to like it so bad that you hate it because it's just so mealy mouthed. Such a piece of shit. Wow, they really blew it on Rise of Skywalker. Um, anyway, and I don't even like Star Wars that much. And I was like, this fucking movie. Jesus Christ. Insulting. Um, so to call Fear Inoculum that, that's a, that's a world-class guy on him. Is that the second in the trilogy series? No, it's the third one. That's the one. So, oh, okay. no, 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 no. Last Jedi is the one where Ryan Johnson was like, I'm going to swing for the fences. I'm going to do things. People might not like it. People might love it. I love it. Some people hate it. But at least it was, you know, it had a point of view. It was like, I'm going to make some choices. And then Rise of Skywalker, where they were like, sorry, sorry, you got mad. We're not going to, we're having no stakes. Retcon, retcon. Retcon, retcon, retcon. Abort, 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 abort. Yeah. So, yeah. Total piece of shit. David Shook. Referencing our Strokes talk, said Angles was pretty good. I get why it was so panned when it came out, but it grew on me the more I listened to it. But also in hindsight, I realized I completely stopped giving a shit about the Strokes soon afterwards, so maybe it wasn't actually good after all. I like some of Albert Hammond's solo stuff, though. Good app. Thanks for some Strokes talk. Love some Strokes talk. Love some Strokes talk. Matt, this comment from Steven. Steven writes in and he says, Honestly, I think Draymond could outsmoke Bieber. His vocal capacity is strong and his music is far more bonkers, i.e. anything on the sickness. Which leads me to believe the man has burned more trees than a California wildfire. On a side note, I'm happy you guys got enough of a kick out of my corn comment for it to actually be mentioned on another great episode. My first online screen name was Corn Lover 11 as a preteen back in 2000, LOL. Wow. That's amazing. May the circle be unbroken. I love it. Corn, corn lover 11. And lover spelled L-U-V-R. Beautiful. Love that. Beautiful. Thank you, Stephen, for the comment. And um, Stephen, corn lover 11, thank you for keeping it rolling, baby. 100%. 100%. Matt, there's only one way to close out an episode of Roach Coach. And that is to talk about Andrew Wolf's Roachamendations Part 3. Roachamendations. Oh, the wolf. That's right, Matt. New metal. That's right, Matt. We've been hearing some real interesting rippers. Um, I would say that this one, this list has started out in a certain way. But he's thrown some curveballs at us that had us thinking. I'm not saying Sid Wilson math problem thinking, but definitely some thinking. So I'm like, every week now when we do this, I'm just like, 
What's he got for us? I don't know. I thought I knew. I thought I had him figured out, but Andrew Wolf, he's here's a guy who's finishing out his trilogy the right way. Listen up, Star Wars people. Uh, Matt, what do we got this week? This week, we have Black Coast with a song named Mental. Yeah, man. What do mine ears hear? Why do I hear the fine tones of new metal? <laughs> Matt, you might have just heard a song that's new metal AF, Matt. Holy shit. The wolf does it again. The wolf does it again. This thing, it's got it all. It starts off and I was like, all right, I got to get a bike with no gears and I got to jump it off some big ass hills near my uncle's house. All right. That's what I got to do first. Then the smooth boy chorus comes in, or verse, or whatever this is, and I was like, this song's got it all. It's got it all. I love it. I love it. I'm like, let's, Matt, can we just meet up at the 7-Eleven and get some Slurpees? Because that's that's what this, this, get some Slurpees and just play hooky from whatever. That's what this music is for. This is hooky music, baby. Hey, man. Forget forget sixth hour. It's bullshit class. Meet me behind the dumpsters. We're gonna get some slurpees and listen to some black coast. That shit is mental. Literally. Ah, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. Is it is it easier or harder to play hooky now in twenty twenty three? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like back in the day you could you could figure out a way. But now I feel like I don't know. I mean, it's so easy to find everybody now with their phones. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In any event, Black Coast, Mental, a hot fucking track. New hot metal, track. New Metal AF. Uh, Black Coast, I assume, fairly new. Um, Let's see. This album came out 2021. That's new as shit, man. New fucking new. Oh, man. I looked these guys up. Oh, you're going to love this. They have a wiki, so they're they're in it baby um they're from stoke on trent united kingdom love that oh man i i just want to see just where that might be it's a city and unitary authority area in staffordshire england of course it is of course it is um has an estimated population of 256,375 all right good for them their genres new metal metalcore and grunge mm. And um, the name of this album is Outworld? Come on. Come on. Like Mortal Kombat? I think so, Matt. Oh, my gosh. And how about this? Um, They were reviewed by uh, uh, some website called Gigwise. Okay. And they give it a 9 out of 10. Well, if Gigwise gave gave them the bump. The Gigwise bump. The gigwise bump, and now they're getting the 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 roach coach, roach bump. coach bump. 
I see big things for Black Coast. Um, I'll see you at the machine shop, Black Coast. Yeah, Black Coast, listen, get over to the shop, uh, grab some other British bands. Um, God, who can you who <laughs> It's going to be a while. I don't know. Uh, grab some Skindred, okay? Um, mm. I was going to say grab Blood Youth, but Blood Youth literally just went on hiatus like two days ago. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know the whole story on that one. It's a very complicated letter there that sounded like there was... I read this thing and I was like, dude, just tell me everything or don't tell me anything at all. <laughs> like, what's going on? That's um, okay. Everybody got, all right. Exactly. That was my feeling. Yeah. Um, but um, Black Coast, uh, you guys are ripping Outworld, Black Coast. I mean, what? A Mortal Kombat reference? Love these it. guys, Matt, these guys are going on the long list. I'm just saying it right now. Putting it on there. Putting it on the long list. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, and- Andrew. Matt, that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Fuck the discussion, there's no need to beg it. We don't want the brand know what's off with your head. There's a glitch in the system. If you blink when he did his thing, you thought I wasn't going to play Matt, Matt, listen, your timing is perfect because I wanted to mention that we are mere months away. The countdown is on. Riot music is coming. How are you preparing, Matt? How are you preparing for Riot music? Uh, Just... You know, saying my prayers, taking my vitamins. I think that's the way to go, Matt. This record, once again, it's dropping April 7th. So I hope you have it marked in your calendars. Um, Matt and I will continue to remind you that the Kings are coming back. Yep. And uh, also, we haven't talked about it in a little bit, but Sick New World is coming up in May. And last I checked, Dropout Kings are still not on that lineup. So... Get your petitions going, call your local um, government, and say, hey, why aren't Dropout Kings a a sick new world? And they'll be like, what does it have to do with me? And then you just play them this song. Hell yeah. And they'll be like, oh, they're not a sick new world? (laughs) I'm going to make some calls for you, constituent. Absolutely. So here's the thing. Once, Once the people in the aisles of power start calling the sick new world people and saying, hey... I understand you're doing like a pretty big new metal festival, but for some reason, Dropout Kings aren't on the lay- on the on the set list uh, on the lineup. What's the story? Make it make sense to me. You know. I thought this was the sick new world, and it seems like without the Kings, it's going to be the sick old, old world. world, or maybe so, just a sick world. Just a sick world. Honestly, let's be real, Matt. Dropout Kings not at this festival. That just lets you know it is a sick world. Yeah. That's right. Here's to that. Yep. There's to that. Um, and with that, that does bring us truly to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're Roach Coach and all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. As mentioned earlier, Matt, you still got some shir- shirts to, to get out of that basement, right? Yeah. I'm out of larges right now, but I still got some XLs, some two XLs. I've got two styles right now. We still have the new metal is back. We still have the original Roach coach. If there's enough of a push, I can talk to Mitch and get a reprint. We did have to print a hot one, a fresh one mm. uh, to make sure that we, uh, because uh, for some reason, and I don't know why um, uh, I had miscounted when I put them in there. So Chad radical, Got a fresh print. Oh, there you go. And listen, if you're getting it from Mitch, you're getting... You know it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Mitch made me 
this is true. Mitch made me an Orion uh an Orion shirt for the Orion uh production movie company. Co- movie yeah. company. Yeah. It is immediately one of my favorite shirts of all time. So soft, so great. I have since gone to some shows and seen some bands and gotten some merch. And let me tell you, Mitch got him beat. Mitch got him beat. So there you have it. So get yourself a nice soft Roach Coach tea, roachcoach.com. Head on over. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Roach Riders, Indigo Angels, thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.